Hello, welcome to another edition of the OK Preps Extra podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined as always by high school sports editor uh, Barry Lewis, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, high school sports. Although not quite as busy as last week, Barry, with the state tournament, we've got a few things we can we can toss back and forth. Uh, let's start with Keelan Boone, uh, former Memorial Star, uh, announced yesterday he was leaving Oklahoma State. Uh, seems as if his brother Caleb will stay there. Uh, your, your thoughts on his departure from Oklahoma State? It was a little bit surprising to me because I thought if one was going to stay and one was going to go, the roles would be reversed because it was Caleb who had a really solid season as a sophomore, and then his playing time was cut in half this year, and his scoring average was cut in half. Uh, so I thought he would be the one leaving. Instead, it's Kalen um, who's leaving. And you look at his time at OSU, his playing time and his scoring average has steadily increased with each year. Uh, although when you look in the big picture, uh, you can see like at the end of three years there, he's probably thinking he would like to go somewhere where it's like, hey, he's going to play 30 minutes a game um, instead of uh, the limited time. I guess he's played about 17 minutes a game this year. Um, but from his standpoint, you got to think, I want to go somewhere at the major college level, you would think, where he can like get those big minutes. So, uh, and that's probably not, wasn't going to happen at Oklahoma State. So like on one hand, I'm surprised he is leaving. On the other hand, I'm not. Uh, I thought that both of them, by the time after you, I thought when they went to OSU three years ago, that by this point, they would have had more of an impact on Oklahoma State than they have. Uh, so uh, hopefully that will happen for each of them next season. Uh, wherever they land. And uh, I don't know, it'll, it'll be interesting just to see them apart. I mean, if that does happen. So uh, it's just gonna be really weird for them not to be playing together because that's all we've seen from them <laughs> for such a long time is them together. They even won, uh, each of them uh, took turns winning our all world player of the year honors, Caleb in 2018 and Keelan in 2019. So wish the best for both of them, obviously, wherever they're playing next year. And uh, it'll just be interesting to see who they are playing for next year. As of now, it looks like Caleb will still be at OSU, but uh, uh, we'll see. Yeah. So TU has a new basketball coach, uh, Barry, that they, they TU officially announced it last night that Louisiana Tech's uh, Eric Conkle will take over. I think they're going to announce it here in a couple of hours. Or well, they're going to have the press conference here in a couple of hours. If you're uh, if you're the new TU coach, which local high school talent are you calling first? Keelan Boone. <laughs> no, that would be. I'm seriously, seriously, that would be. I would look into see if there would be interest there as he enters the transfer portal. But uh, as far as players who were playing in high school basketball this past year, um, I'm looking at right away Aaron Potter from Booker T. And Ty Frierson from Memorial, a couple of guards who bring different skills to the table. I think, first of all, I think and, both of them are major college talents. Well, uh, and Barry, let me, Barry, let me, Barry let, me, let me jump in real quick. I'm sorry. They, and they don't have a lot of offers currently, correct? No, no. Which is, which is mind-boggling. Like, what, what, are we, what are we missing here? Or what are, what are other people missing here? 
Well, it's again, it's a, we've talked about this before and with regards to football and also to basketball is that the transfer portal and the extra year of eligibility due to COVID yeah, that has created a, a traffic jam. And so players like Ty Frierson or Braden Hubbard from Memorial who would be getting major college looks in normal situations like during the pre-COVID time, that's not happening for them right now. Um, so and there is a traffic jam there. And it's so, I mean, coaches, it's so easy for them to go to the transfer portal and, hey, let's get players who already have experience. But uh, to me, uh, both Ty Frierson and Aaron Potter, they definitely have shown they can play at the major college level. They are major college talents. It's just harder for a uh, high school senior these days, unless you're a super duper star, to get those major college offers. Uh, but Aaron Potter, what a breakout year. I mean, if he... I mean, you show, showed the progress that he made from his junior to senior year. I mean, if he, I think he has got so much more room to grow. And so if he makes his, his, that type of progress from his senior year in high school to his freshman year in college, wow. So I think he is I'm, – I'm going after him if I'm T's new coach. And uh, also Ty Frierson. Ty Frierson is just a winner. I mean, he just does everything – you would want from a player. I mean, he's a little, he's a little undersized. Aaron Potter, uh, six foot four. Ty's only 5'11", but every time you need to make a play, he makes it. He, he takes care of the basketball. He does everything you'd want. Um, so these are two players I would take a chance on if I was a new coach. If nothing else, even if you're like on the on the fence with those players, if you see them and you're on the fence with them, I think it just sets a good tone yeah. to take a chance right off the bat with two local players saying, "Hey, this is we're going to be different than the Frank Hay there. We're going to sign local players. We're going to develop relationships with the local coaches. Uh, we're TU's uh, path to success in the Bill Self era." In, in other er eras was um, through local players to quite an extent. And so when you've got talent like Aaron Potter and Ty Frierson, just to name two, um, I think you need to take a shot with those players. And if I'm the TU coach, I mean, because basically you're starting over pretty much at TU um, with Jariah Horn graduating and Griffin mm -hmm. going into the transfer portal and others graduating. I mean, it's almost gonna be a fresh start. So why not build and set the tone with local talent? And those are two players that I'm very high on that I think can play at the major college level. And uh, there are others, especially underclassmen, uh, players who are not seniors, that if I'm the new coach that in his staff that I'm going to take a long look at. I mean, it's got a strong junior class in the Tulsa area, a uh, strong sophomore class. And so I think if you sign two seniors now, uh, that sets a tone that shows everyone else, hey, they're serious about looking at local players. It's, and, and I, too, Barry, it, it's, I mean, it's, there are great players to be had in this area. Like and there have been for for years. I just I just don't get it why TU hasn't 
gotten some of these kids. Now, now correct me if I'm wrong, Barry. Did it seems that post Nolan, most any great TU or, or good TU area had a lot of area talent. Like, is that is that fair? Like, did 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 Doug Wojcik do much local recruiting? You'll you'll have to remind me. Doug didn't do a lot, but he did some. And he tried to set the tone early, right after he got hired. He surprised a lot of people by offering Sam Mitchell from Bartlesville a scholarship. Yeah. And uh, Sam, and that turned out really well, although that really shocked a lot of people because he wasn't really getting much attention. Noah Hartsock was his teammate, the one who was the big-time major college recruit. And so, but he offered Sam Mitchell right away. And that was, a, it turned out to be a really solid investment. Um, no, Sam was not a superstar, but he was a really seventh or eighth guy for the team for the next four years. He was a big part of their CBA championship year. He's a big part of rebuilding the program for TU, getting them back to respectability. And I think he wound up, uh, even though he really wasn't a starter very much, I think he wound up like in the top 10 games played ever for TU. And on top of that, an excellent student. He did, I mean, he was just an ultimate teammate, did all the intangibles, but he was a player that at the time, most people wouldn't have said he was a major college player coming out of, but he was a great asset for the program. And so that's why I'm saying it's so important to set a tone like that and find those players who really not only quality players locally, but quality people, quality students. And uh, I, th I think that's important. And, you know, you talk about grades. Um, it's not all about athletics for your basketball program. You need guys also who can make grades. I remember they were honoring all the 3.0 students for all the TU sports during halftime of a, one of the last games of the season at TU. And the men's basketball team was really looked poor. They hardly had any 3.0 students compared to all the other sports. I mean, they had a few, but compared to all the other sports, they really lagged way behind in academic success among their players. So it's like, hey, get some good, uh, not only quality players, but guys who can make grades too. I mean, just sets the tone in all ways. So you mentioned earlier, Barry, that there's a strong junior class and a strong sophomore class. Just give me one junior and one sophomore that if you're uh, Coach Conkle, you want to start developing a relationship with. Uh, Bartlesville's David Castillo, the yep. super sophomore. Uh, he's definitely um, someone, I mean, he's getting a lot of big time offers. So, uh, it's, um, uh, he's someone I definitely would be focusing on if I was to you. Who's coming after him so far, Barry? Uh, he's got, he's, he's on the 16 and under national, he was on the 16 and under national team. So he's gotten a lot of the major colleges are looking at him and, you know, from the junior class, someone I would take a good look at. Uh, is Trent Pierce from Union. He's got about eight major offers, five to eight major offers. Um, so, and I'd also keep tabs on, you know, obviously Parker Fredrickson is committed to OSU, but, uh, you know, it's a long time between now and November. So, um, 
just I make myself known to him just in case. And uh, sure. um, so you never know. Yeah. Let's uh, let's change gears a little bit. Talk a little bit about uh, some high school baseball. Uh, Owasso was having some success down in Florida. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yes, uh, Owasso, as we speak, is four and one on its Florida trip. And yesterday, Coach Larry Turner in his 40th year at the Rams' helm. That's pretty staggering, just to think. 40 year, 40 years, um, picked up his 1,200th career victory. So that's quite an accomplishment, and I uh, did it in Florida. And um, Brennan Phillips, there, who's uh, Oklahoma State signee and probably headed to be a very high draft choice in the draft this summer, uh, he had the winning home run in the eighth inning that made the win possible. So Brennan Phillips has been doing it this year. He leads the Wasso in home runs with three. So it's not just. Brendan Phillips on the mound, and he's been awesome on the mound. Uh, early in the Florida trip, he got into a big-time matchup with a major college signee uh, for the opposing team, and he wound up, Brendan Phillips wound up pitching a one-hitter <laughs> and uh, yeah. quite the impressive win. I mean, it was a scoreless game going into the last inning, and uh, so Brendan Phillips off to a great start this year. I think 19 shutout innings to start the year. He's won his first three starts. Um, you know, I was looking back, I remember Larry Turner, he, his 900th win was uh, Dylan Bundy was the star of the show that day. And so I thought, well, that's sort of ironic that Brennan, because a lot of people are comparing what Brennan is doing at this point to what Dylan Bundy was doing 11 years ago. Uh, they're both slated to be high draft choices, both pitching phenoms. And so I thought that was ironic. Dylan Bundy was the star when Larry Turner won the 900th win. And now Brennan Phillips for Larry Turner's 1200th win. And um, a lot of people forget about Dylan. He was a good hitter too. So mm -hmm. it's just like, those guys are just really good all around athletes. And um, so that's another thing that um, Brennan's got in co common with Dylan. So how high of a draft pick do you think Brennan Phillips could be? I mean, I, I know there's a lot that can happen and we got a long ways to go here, but just as you and I sit here today, how, I mean, how, how big time is this kid? Oh, I think he's definitely, he could be a top 10 draft choice. I mean, especially when wow. he does what he does on such a national stage in Florida <laughs> that, uh, that his stock had to go up after that one. I know it did because I saw some, National on social media, some national recruiting people, uh, our player evaluating people took note of that performance. So um, he uh, he expanded his base. <laughs> the people are looking at him, and that I mean, the pro scouts already know about him. For the but uh, I mean, that just does nothing but help his stock. And the fact that he's left-handed, I think, just yep. adds to it. He's got everything you'd want. Uh, so I don't know, mate. Uh, I think he's a top 10 talent. So the Dylan Bundy comparisons are fair. That That's a fair comparison. Yeah. And of course, Dylan Bundy would say, you know, he's he went to Owasso, but remember that year, Archie Bradley also won in the top 10. So to, that 2011 draft class, wow. I mean, that's just incredible. And also that year, people forget that Michael Fulmer uh, from Edmond Deer Creek, he was a second round pick. So, um, and he's had success in the majors. 
So that was incredible baseball, uh, incredible talent that year and great talent this year. Uh, you got, because uh, Brendan Phillips is not the only big time pitcher Owasso has. Jackson Farrell was also off to an excellent start this year. He's uh, so, and they've got some young pitchers, uh, other young pitchers at Owasso. So uh, things are looking good for the Rams right now. It's hard to believe, though, that they have not won a state title since 2015. So, because uh, they're a contender every year. Mm-hmm. But uh, that just shows you how tough it can be to win a state title. Because, but uh, things are looking good for Owasso. So uh, this was a big kind of behind-the-scenes week for you, Barry. You're trying to get some things in order. Uh, why don't you give us an update on maybe where we stand with uh, all war- the all-world process and maybe anything else you'd like to mention? Okay, yesterday I sent out my all-world boys basketball forms to all the coaches. Well, tried to email, get them emailed to all the coaches. Sometimes things don't connect, <laughs> but that attempt was made. So if you're a, a boys basketball coach who is not, received your all-world or all-state form from me, please let me know about it. Uh, you uh, email me at barry.lewis at tulsaworld.com. And um, so, uh, and I know Kelly Hines on the girls' side, uh, uh, she's in the process of sending out nominations, nom- nomination forms to all the coaches. And I want to thank those coaches who have already, already responded. It's uh, always amazing to me how quickly some coaches respond. Uh, although our deadline is March 30th, if you want to send them in right away, I don't mind that. And um, John Tranchina will also be reaching out to all those uh, wrestling and swimming coaches uh, for their all-world nominations. And again, I would urge them, if they have not heard from John in a few days, to uh, to let me know, and we'll get the get that taken care of as far as giving them a nomination form. So, um, also want to urge all coaches of spring sports, please email or call in your scores. We want to give you uh, the publicity and attention that uh, your teams deserve. Want to let you um, let everyone know how you're doing. A few teams like Owasso baseball are really good at giving us their information. Some people say, well, why does such and such a team get so much more attention than our team? And I'll say, well, it usually comes down to they're letting us know their scores. They're giving us their scores. Owasso gives us their scores after just about every game. They're scoring their box score, incredibly helpful. So um, we invite everyone to do that. Uh, That would be a huge help if you not just baseball, but soccer and uh, the other spring sports. So please email those to sports at tulsaworld.com or you can send them to me at barry.lewis at tulsaworld.com. And, Barry, um, remind us uh, when we're going to publish the all-world honorees for winter sports. Our goal for that is uh, mid to late April. So okay. uh, we're just getting the process going now. And uh, we always... Uh, we don't want to really speed through it. We want to be very thorough so no one is overlooked and we give due consideration to all the awards because we do take this very seriously. So um, you know, look to mid to late April for those to be announced. And of course, those will be not only the teams, but the candidates for players of the year, which we will announce the candidates and we will announce the winners at the all world banquet uh, this summer. 
Yes. And uh, we're looking forward to holding that again this year. And it'll be, gosh, I guess it'll be our sixth, it'll be the sixth annual banquet. Time flies by. Sure does. Well, one year it was canceled due to COVID, but we had the awards, but our sixth annual All World Awards event, because it was online only in 2020. Yeah, there you go. Wording is important. That's right. But the yeah, show I'll, still went on. So that was the yeah. important thing. But yeah. it was, it's great to be together like we were back again last year. And we will again be this year. Yeah, always a fun event. Really, really a good time. All right, Barry, anything else on your mind? Or you want to want to call it good for a week? I think we can call it good for a week. All right. We'll catch up again next week. All right. Sounds good.